Hey guys, and welcome back to the Team Trash Cast. It's been quite a while since we've recorded. This is the first time that we're attempting to record uh, remotely since lockdown orders were given for our home area. So before we get into everything, guys, with our this uh, episode, how's everyone's uh, quarantine COVID times? How's your quarantine? Uh, mine's going pretty well. Um, just taking care of some stuff um, for future um things such as school and that sort of thing just kind of take care of things that need to be taken care of and um just using the best time of like that i have now to to the best of my ability or like taking advantage of the time in a good way it's mm-hmm. great yeah mine's i'd say mine's going pretty similarly i got some stuff figured out for grad school and um I'm doing virtual teaching, which is interesting. It's mostly just assignments through Google Classroom and stuff like that. But um been playing a lot of instruments. And uh, Animal Crossing came out about a month ago, and that's been sucking up most of my time. So, <clears throat> yeah. It's true. Literally, every time I come into the apartment, you are you have something you want to show me. You just showed me today a giant field of turnips. And you were very excited about it. And I'm hoping our, our, I'm hoping our listeners can get more satisfaction out of it than I did. Just a heads up. We're recording this on a Sunday. And I, I spent like 400,000 bells-ish uh, buying turnips. And they were like only 90 bells on my island. So like I got a lot of turnips. What's a bell? It's the currency in Animal Crossing. Oh. Yeah. I love Nintendo, but Animal Crossing is just one series that was not uh, for me. Didn't appeal to you? Huh? Didn't appeal to you? Yeah, I, I don't... Like, all all you did was show me a turnip field, and I was just yeah, so... Was awesome. I was so baffled. <laughs> but, oh, this is great. <laughs> I, um... My quarantine has been... Uh, since I, I work at a place that considers me essential, which is a weird thing to say, because um, I'm not the biggest fan of, of uh, where I'm working at the moment, but since I'm considered an essential worker... I um, have been going to work. Uh, I've, they've increased the pay. Um, I've been working 40 hours, so that's been pretty good to have a consistent income. Um, but the work is demanding more, which is fine. Um, you know, it's definitely handleable, but it is definitely kind of causing a little bit of physical pain. I'm definitely using a lot more of my body um, than I do on a normal basis, given the amount of things that we have to move uh, in a database. Like, we've increased productivity by like 400%. Um, Jeez. yeah, it's doable, but it's definitely, you know, it's, it's a little taxing. Is that like an actual statistic or yeah. something you just made up? My, no, my boss showed me a statistic oh. that like our output oh. <laughs> increased by 400% like wow. since like this kind of started. That's crazy. Yeah. I was actually mm-hmm. making fun of you, but that's, wow, that's a thing. Yeah, okay. no, it was a genuine like statistic. Um, but, uh, I've been really complaining about this, but to be honest, since I've been working so much, I've had a large part of my time that I haven't had to stay indoors, which has been nice. Um, and I've also, um, I, well, you know, I, I, I live with a very good friend of mine, so that's been pretty nice to have some of my attention being taken away from there. Um, all right. So that's everyone's COVID. Now let's get into the show. This is the team trash cast. I'm your boy wasteland. Oh yeah. I'm Dr. Compost, AKA Aaron. And I'm Logan Landfill. Uh, boys, this is going to be the mom episode. This episode will come out a little close to Mother's Day. And uh, even though COVID is uh, canceling lots of things, Mother's Day is probably one thing that will not be taken away by this. <laughs> um, this is but, true. 
Yeah, very true. Uh, Mother's Day lives very strong. I have my own personal feelings on Mother's Day. Um, but we are we are five gentlemen. I mean, we're three gentlemen who do not have... <laughs> five, five gentlemen! <laughs> we're adding two new people five to the gentlemen. show tonight. We yeah, didn't five gentlemen. Them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we are three gentlemen who do not have kids. We just have moms. But um, we figured we could use this to kind of discuss our experience dealing with our moms. So with that, we're actually going to start the episode a little differently. Uh, which we've been starting every episode, the past few episodes, we've been starting differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to do, we're going to start with the Trashy 20s. The Trashy 20s is a time just for us to be able to give a story from our life. It was kind of just supposed to be about a time in our 20s, but I'm going to expand it for just life in general. So boys, what I want to hear is a story about a time that your mom went to bat for you. Um, and if you guys didn't have a story, I could just uh, throw one in there. It's uh, up to you. I think for me, it's kind of difficult because um, I feel like my mom is pretty much always rooting for me. Um, my parents have been really supportive of me, like growing up, um, when I was growing up through, through high school and everything and college and all of that good stuff. Um, it's, it's always been like in a really subtle way, but always kind of just, you know, being there. And it's interesting, like, I don't really know of any time specifically when like something was going wrong for me and my mom just kind of like stepped in and fixed it. But it was just like, it's always in the little things that she kind of showed that she was mm-hmm. there. Like, um, you know, if I needed help with like a project or something like that, then it was just kind of like, um, they, she was there, you know? So. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's probably plenty of times that our moms have gone to bat for us that we don't know about. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's probably like I'm a sure. plethora of times that they've yeah. done things for us that we have had no clue whatsoever. Or maybe you don't even, I wouldn't even say don't know about that, or maybe we do do know about them, but we have forgotten about them. Maybe because we were too yeah. young or something to that effect. I have one that has actually baffled me for years, boys. <laughs> okay. All right. So when I was, when I was a young lad, <laughs> when, I, when I was but a young 11 years old, um, I was in sixth grade. It was, it, was a, it was a young lad and I was going to this uh, private school. Mm-hmm. And I flunked out of the private school. The private school required me to have a 67. I failed it because of one class. It was like a slightly like higher up school. I failed it because of one class. It was a Latin class. Let's just take a pause for just a second. Who needs Latin that much? Sorry. Just, I'm still angry about That's it. That's a good point. <laughs> it's been 15 <laughs> like, years like, and I'm so upset. Yeah. Like unless, uh, right. Like unless unless you're Nathan Drake and Uncharted, I don't really see why you need <laughs> Latin. I, I I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so basically, Latin was one of the required classes, and you had to in order to pass the class, you had to have a sixty-seven point five, which is a D, and a D isn't great, but still, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. They told me that I was in danger of flunking out of the entire school, and they told me what I needed to get. So I worked really hard. I studied my butt off, but Latin was really difficult. I'm much more a fan of Spanish. That's the language I've been trying to. Learned very slowly over the course of these, I've gotten mine past, I don't know, 15 years on and off. Uh, but Latin, I never really cared much for. And so I took the final and I got, do you guys want to know what my final grade was? Let me guess, 67.4. You are so close. 67.3. It's, oh. It's a 67.3. Oh, yeah, I got it. And they wow. flunked me out of the school oh, for being that. No, literally, I, they, and I wish it was an exaggeration. They flunked me out of the school. So... There I was, a young lad, um, sixth grade. I was going to have to, I failed. I failed a grade, and I was like, whoa. Oh, this is, yeah, I was kind of taken aback. I was like, I failed at something, and failing never feels good. Um, so 
what I did is my mom enrolled me in this Catholic school in seventh grade. This kind of rinky-dink, rundown Catholic school. I made some really good friends there. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. I'm friends with one of the guys to this day. He's a he's a stand-up comedian. Uh, he goes by the name Pockets. Um, huh. Very funny gentleman. I did uh, hired him to do a couple of gigs. It's very funny. Um, but anyways, went to this Catholic school in Baltimore. <laughs> That's now like closed and like defunct. Which like they literally closed the next year. Like they closed down the school. I'm kind of like botching the story a little bit, but that's the size of the point. Basically, I had to start there in sixth grade. About the middle of the year, around Christmas time, we were going Christmas break. My mom makes a couple, my mom like makes a trip somewhere. I don't know where she goes. Come back after Christmas break. I get called in the middle of the day. Uh, TJ, uh, come here. And they tell me to go sit with the seventh grade kids. I go upstairs. I go with seventh grade kids. And I'm just with them for the rest of the day. But no one tells me what's going on. I start to ask questions. No one really knows what's happening. And talk to the principal. He's like, oh, you're in seventh grade now. It is what it is. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, because I failed and now I'm in my right grade. This is really awesome. Mm-hmm. It turns out I go home later that day. And my mom's like, oh, son, how was your day? He's like, oh, it was cool, mom. I'm in the seventh grade now. She's like, oh, son, that's absolutely wonderful. That's great. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't really know what happened. And it's like, oh, son, that's because of me. And I'm like, oh, cool. How'd you, how, how'd you do that? And to this day, it's been 15 years, she will not tell me how she did it. Now, I'll be honest with you, boys. Part of me did wonder, at that time, did my mother do something unsavory, you know, unchristian, mm-hmm. to get her son into seventh grade? Now, granted, my mom, much like Dorothy Mantooth from Anchorman, is a saint. Okay. She, she's a saint. So absolutely not. My mom was not out here hoeing in order to get her baby in the seventh grade. Hmm. But every now and then my you mind starts to wonder, you're like, yeah. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. but I know that's not what she did, but she still won't tell me how she so that did makes it. you. So that makes you even more suspicious. You're like, it does. Mm. <laughs> yeah. She said, I'm what I could, I could have only been able to, to suspect that she just had conversation with the principal. My mom has this amazing ability when it comes to customer service interactions. That's not my favorite thing about her, but she will, she will get what she needs. She won't be (laughs) mean about it. She's usually very, very sweet, but she's very firm. Um, Mm -hmm. So she's very firm and very consistent and persistent. So in any type of like service interaction, she will get what she needs to do. And she cares a lot about her, as she would call it, my baby. Um, <laughs> so she'll do what she needs to do. Um, so, yeah, my mom went to bat for me and got me back in my right grade. God knows how, uh, you know, and she, she wasn't hoeing. I just know that. She definitely, she, didn't, she wasn't hoeing. It's a weird thing to say about your mom. Yeah, it's a real weird thing to say about your mom, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom, is. I, my mom and I, you know, one of the ways my family and I we relate is through laughter, and my sister and I we do impressions of her mom, and she loves the impressions we do of her. Mm. Um, so in our family, that's actually that my mom would find it hilarious. Matter of fact, when she listens to this, she's yeah, gonna find that hilarious. Sure. <laughs> she's gonna find hilarious, and then she's gonna call me and be like, "You've been, I've been saying that about me," but she's gonna be laughing about it too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. But I could just have Beth edit out <laughs> if I need yeah. to sound later. Yeah. Oh man! Go. Oh gosh! What about you, Lanfo? Um, if I have one in specific, it is from 
uh, a time middle time in middle school, I believe. Well, numerous times actually, but um, uh, this can kind of go back to the um, the bullying episode. So, kind of like interlaying with this. Um, so, like while all of that stuff was going on that we kind of talked about within that episode, um, I know that the school I had gone to at the time, they had a, an anti-bullying um, policy in place, which was, which was a, a bunch of bull crap. Um, because I think like a lot of the staff and especially the teachers knew a lot of the stuff that was going on. They just turned a blind eye to it. And so my mom, what she does is um, because like I would come home like distressed and distraught every single day from school, just because of how like crappy it was. Um, and because the said teachers and the staff and the faculty would do nothing about it, she ends up sending them a copy of their own anti-bullying policy. <laughs> yeah. Yo, like, that's she, awesome. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. So I was like... That's was amazing. Like, yeah. That's a good mom moment. Yeah, it was like a perfect slap in the face. It was hilarious. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's that's yeah. fantastic. If, if a mom, like... As a like a teacher, if 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 something like that were happening in my classroom, and they sent me that, I would just be like, "Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's just follow yeah. out whatever this says." Like, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, you know, I was going to ask you guys this later on, but I figured it'd be a good time to kind of pose the question now. Um, what's something that you like about your mom? This also means that any of the nice stuff we get to say in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, that way by the time they're done listening, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we hey, said all the good things. We'll come back from the break. Hey guys, we're glad that all those moms are gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what do you like about your mom? You, me, or Aaron? Anybody? You know, okay. I I would just say honestly, just I don't know someone who's always there. Um, yeah, someone I can always just talk to, pretty much. Um, and it's almost in the situation where, like, I don't expect her to have a right answer or, like, a wrong answer for anything I may talk about or bring up. More so, it's as a le- an ear to listen. Um like, I don't expect you to understand what I'm going through, and that's fine. Just be there to listen when I need it. And I don't mean to sound that as like, oh, you know, I'm like, desperation woes me, pity me. But, um, like, you know, if I ask, hey, do you have a minute? You know, that's all I ask, you know. That's great. Um, yeah, so. I like, even if it is weird sometimes, like how strong like an unconditional mom's love is like Mm -hmm. i don't believe there's really any absolutes in this world but if there's one i do stand by is that my mom loves me like i've never once questioned it a day in my life don't get me wrong i have other feelings about it but i've never been no like no i'm being honest like i'm not gonna i love my mom dearly but i'm also not gonna sugarcoat this episode but if there's one thing i know for sure is that my mom loves me and it's she, if I ask her, she will figure out any type of way she can to help me. Um, and 
Oh, I don't know. Oh, you know what I also like? This is, I don't know. My mom is just, she's consistently encouraging. Mm. It's actually, mm-hmm. it's, maybe it's a little bad because it's actually to the point where I'm kind of like maybe too used to it. Sure. So I don't appreciate it as much, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but she's always, matter of fact, just earlier today, uh, before I even texted her to tell her about the episode, she had, uh, just said she hoped I was like doing well. Just wanted to mm-hmm. just send me a bunch of heart emojis and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't know. That that mom love is so different and weird. Um, it's just so, it's so biological. I was talking to a homie of mine, um, who she's like twenty two, and she has like a two year old, and she mm-hmm. was talking about the phenomenon of mom brain, mm. and um, she was saying yeah, like it could just it could just be like any different moment of the day, and I'm just thinking about my kid and just wanting to make sure that he's like okay, and it's just like this biological ingrained thing that. You know, I can't speak to anything about it because I don't have any kids. I'm sure. not a dad, you know. Right. From what I've seen with people I've known in my life, that mom love is a whole different phenomenon, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. I think that's, the, honestly, I think that's the thing for me. It's like just how much I know my mom cares about me. Um, and it's interesting because it's not really something that I've ever had to really question. Like even when I was a teenager and moody and like, Oh, they, my parents don't get me, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start a band called and, Space Between. And even when I was in my 20s and I was like, oh, my parents don't get me. Um, <laughs> like, I still know that, like, deep down she does and she loves me and, and it's and it's supportive and it's uh, it's nice. I mean, it's it's sometimes it not not to uh, spoilers, everybody, but sometimes it gets into the also things that. Uh, annoy me a little bit. Oh yeah, well, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna get to that. But, we're gonna go to that. Um, yeah, we are. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. But no, she just she cares so much about, and it's not just me. It's all the all of her kids. She's, mm-hmm. um, but she loves you more, right? Right. Yeah. Of course, yeah, I'm the yeah. baby, so mm-hmm, like, I'm, obviously, I'm the best. So. I'm I'm definitely the favorite. Um, like, like <laughs> my like I love my sister, but like I'm just better than her. Like, right. it's just, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. So, um. Uh, that's probably why I have a God complex, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, for real, like she just she cares a lot and she's always checking in on me and making sure everything is okay and always wanting what's best for me. And that's definitely the thing that I appreciate about her the most is <laughs> that's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> <laughs> Letter Kenny. Um, uh, you know what? I really. Oh, my mom does this too. And I just, I realize this is just like a thing that she does that like I do now. She mm-hmm. always has like projects and things that she's working on. Mm. Um, even like, I don't no matter what, she always just is like, she does not like doing just one thing. You know, she's constantly has like other like projects or other like, she is constantly about passion and making sure that that is consistently a piece of her life, even when things are really tough. Yeah. And my mom has had plenty of times where things have gotten really tough but she's consistently just like driven. Oh my gosh, she totally shit this. Up. She'll totally just eat this up. She's <laughs> <laughs> gonna, gonna love it. All right, she's gonna love it. Um, and actually, I mean, that makes me think. My mom, when I was growing up, was a stay-at-home mom, and so like mm-hmm. she was, um, she wasn't, she didn't work the whole time while I was growing up. At one point, she started driving bus for my school district, and I, I think for a little while she worked in the um, the school's cafeteria. Um, but for the most part, she was a stay-at-home mom, and so I'm sure it's it's difficult now because all of all of the kids have pretty much left the house, 
Um, and so, you know, Is she still stay at home. Uh, yeah. So for the last 26 years, really 30 years, you know, she's been like that. That's been her like profession is being a mom. And so like, um, it's, you know, which feels, it feels like demeaning to say, I'm not saying that like as a negative thing. I'm just like, that's kind of what she's been focused on. Um, it's been mm-hmm. her day. Same as literally where she's been going. Yeah. Um, and I'll she did a really, really good job of it too. Um, I mean, you could be better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but no, for real, no. So yeah, she she did a really good job raising all four of us, and right. Um, and now she gets to be a grandma, so that's fun too. My sister. What? Oh, Don't you have something to tell us? That's not an announcement. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> I am not a dad. <laughs> the listeners can't see it, but the look I just gave you on your shot. I'm sister, just like, what? The- <laughs> my sister has. Um, kids and, oh yeah uh, oh, so, so you get to be you get to be an uncle yeah it's pretty awesome um, my niece loves me so oh my gosh. it's pretty cool no nah, man yeah i really like that about my mom hmm. uh the perseverance thing yeah okay all right so speaking of things that we like about a mom that makes them great uh let's kind of loosen up a bit of this kind sweetheart uh very like nice stuff I had an idea for uh, for the dump. Ooh. I think it's uh, I think it's uh, time for one of my personal favorites. Do, 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 do. The dump. That's the right. intro sound. <laughs> the dump uh, for our uninitiated listeners is where we give the worst advice possible on a topic. And since this is the mob episode, we want tips. We want to give you guys tips on how to be a great mom. So we want to hear the worst advice on how to be a great mom. I, I'm just going to start. I really think the baby needs to develop a taste for whatever the preferred liquor is early. We're talking six months. Make sure that baby knows. Do they like whiskey? Are they bourbon? You know, like scotch. Like, mm-hmm. Make sure that they know early on what they what they like. Yes. I mean, if if you want to, if if we're gonna go that right, you might. If we're gonna go that route, you might as well uh, throw in. You know, like that song by the Beastie Boys. You know, fight for your right to party. Says that hypocrite smokes two packs a day. So I mean, you might as well be you might as well be smoking like a chimney too. You know, it it, oh, it only it only makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, it, I think it's really great if uh, if a mom makes sure that their child knows how much they're disliked. Like any <laughs> in, uh, any dislikes that the anytime the mom is annoyed by the child, make sure that you keep that very clear. I don't like you. I don't like when you do this. You sip juice weird. Just little <laughs> things like that. Find any little small thing that you can comment on and just drill that home. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. Because you know what makes strong people? Adversity. <laughs> okay? So you want to supply your child with as many problems as early as possible yeah. so that they become stronger. Because really, you're just you're looking out for them in the end. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, son, son, I'm going to make you into a strong young man. But, but mommy, I, 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 I want to play with, I want to play PlayStation. No, son, your journey starts now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, Force your son on a hero's journey. Abs- absolutely. You know, give, him a, give him a little plastic sword and yeah. scoot him out the door. I think that's something. Little boys of- play with spears and rocks. <laughs> I think I saw that in an episode of Orange is the New Black. There was literally a little girl that got sent, like her birthday present was literally her trying to survive her way out of the woods. 
So I think that could be a great birthday gift for the kid oh, yeah. is make sure that each year you basically just desert your child in any location in the world and see how they make their way back and see if they become a very strong, independent human. See if they learn like orientation or like, you know, um, what's the word for it? Orienteering? It's when you use the compass and you find a way out of like the woods. And stuff. If they understand direction. Navigation? Yeah, that would be the one for it too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like that's that's what you, that's what you gotta they gotta you gotta teach these skills by not teaching them. Yeah, right. That's the most important thing. Um, oh, you know what happened? You know what you should do if you want to be the best mom in the world? Yeah. When your son turns ten years old, tell him to go visit the crazy professor that lives next door. Okay. And then give them the hardest choice of their life. Between Charmander, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle. Oh, yeah, that, that's a pretty start tough him on it. Start him on that journey. We, oh, said, we said Hero's Journey, and I've been like, that's been like, um, like mm -hmm. stewing since we said Hero's Journey, so that was, I, I wanted to make a Pokemon joke. You kind of want to make it like the beginning of a Skyrim adventure. Ooh! Like that there's a dragon that's attacked a town, your kid arrives somewhere in this random town in Shackles, a dragon attacks, and they had to figure out their way out of it. You, know, you could probably simulate all these things, pay a few actors, you know, really, just basically, you know what, I really think, this might be a little dark. <laughs> basically, if anyone's ever read A Child Called It, that is a fantastic model. And I'm not going to reference what it is, because do you know what it is? I don't. Okay. I, I know the story, but I haven't read it. Okay. I, I know what it is. I know what it is. I've, re I've read it like <laughs> it two is, or three times. I've read the book like yeah. two or three times, yeah. Great book. It's a really great it, book. It really is. It is, yeah. though. But that really, I think, is the best model of how to be a great mother, you know? Well, of course. Yeah, I mean, like, a, a, the under the sink makes for the perfect, like, enough space for a kid to grow up in, like, the room, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Huh. Um, you guys get any other advice on how to be a great mom? I mean, we're, you know, three childless men, so we definitely... Yeah, we know what it's like to be a mom. Yeah. But actually, it kind of <laughs> makes it perfect for us to give, like, the worst advice. Yeah. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys got anything else? No, I, I really don't. Honestly, I'm all, I'm all tapped out. Oh, okay, it's a good thing Beth get edit that dead space. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Beth. Okay, and um, this this is a joke submitted by our, our editor. If you can't tell from the flatness in my voice, <laughs> I'm I'm I'm, I'm a little a dead inside when I get when I'm, when I'm saying this, because our editor, while I was like running ideas with her. Literally said, you don't want the kid to be butt dumber, you want them to be butt wiser. Now, if there's any dads that listen to our podcast, and I know there are a couple, um, <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed that, because I enjoyed it, but I also did die a little on the inside. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, how to be a great mom, I actually had a, an actually really good idea for um, something that would make being a mom just a little bit easier. Ooh. Um, my sister is a mom, and I've heard some uh, some things from her. So we're going to, you know, it kind of got me thinking. So I called this meeting of the Back Alley Ideas Incorporated yay, to, yay. To, uh, to, to, to meeting today here. Um, so if you're uninitiated, um, Back Alley Ideas Incorporated is a segment where we, we do, uh, it's like our Shark Tank, basically. We pitch, one of the co-hosts pitches an idea to the other two, um, mm -hmm. mostly it's largely improvised, so... And super imaginary. Yeah. Um, so, what I have for you gentlemen today... Mm -hmm. Um, so, so here's what I'm bringing to the table today. I call it 
the isolation room. Okay. Now, here's my question for you. Are either of you a mom? Uh, last time I checked, I wasn't. No. But okay. I, I am a man who looks pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I think you look great. Never, never looked better. Well, thanks there, Big Shoes. You're welcome. Yeah, not just trying to sell you something. Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, so my, uh, my idea here, um, I've, I've heard from moms that one of the most frustrating things is when they go to use the bathroom or um, they go to like do anything that they need to in a restroom or any other room um, and their toddler follows them. Their toddler, the young child, not necessarily just a toddler. So I have a pitch today. Okay. I've heard of this problem a lot. Yeah, my right? friend, My friend literally just posted a video. She's uh, like a mom with like a two-year-old. She was just trying to do some like yoga, some stretching or whatever. And literally she did like a, about a five minute video that was like mm-hmm. sped up of all the things her toddler was doing to like bother her while she was just stretching. At one point, and it's, it's really cute too. Yeah. At one point he cl- crawls on her head while she's trying to do downward dog. Oh my and gosh. she transitions her body that he falls down like the slope of her back. It's really cute, but it was like, good God, this seems like it would drive me crazy. Cause she goes from like playing with him to try to just get, to try to still get through the stretching and she's like trying to stay focused. Exactly. So it mm-hmm. seems like, Kids could be very distracting. Right. So this is this is uh, this is basically the basis for my pitch today. Um, so the idea is that we are going to um, my company. We have a product called the Isolation Room. Um, it it's is your company, uh, Isolation Incorporated. Um, it's pretty original. Iso Inc. Um, it's probably not original. That's probably already taken. So if it's taken, don't tell us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the idea is, um, we will find a room in your house. Um, and over the course of just a couple days, we'll Mm -hmm. have our workers come into the room. We'll provide soundproofing. We will provide, um, um, it'll need to be a room where there's enough floor space that you can also do yoga or any other like at home exercise. Um, there will, we'll find a way to install a toilet, a bathtub, um, and we'll also, we will throw in, you know, we, it's, it's a personalized experience, right? Because everybody needs that, that safe haven to go into when they need to be completely by themselves. Okay. So what we'll do is, um, as we're setting up the, you know, the first few things, like the, the standard stuff, we'll also get, we'll also kind of interview the mom and talk about some stuff that she wants specific to her room. So maybe she really likes the smell of lavender. Um, then we'll get some lavender candles. I don't know. Maybe she's, uh, maybe she's, she, she likes uh, living on the edge. And maybe she likes uh, having a hidden bottle of, you know, tequila or something. Um, maybe why maybe not? she's we like can, a... We can throw one of those in there for you too. Can, can I ask you a question? Sure. What if, what if the mom was like hardcore metal before she had kids and she just wants something to remind her of her metal days. So maybe she just has like a, like a slaughterhouse or something. Oh, you know, like I mean, maybe she has like a, life. maybe she wants like a bunch. Yeah. Maybe she wants a bunch of like slayer posters or all like, or all around. <laughs> I mean, we room, could definitely know? do the slayer like posters. Black, mm-hmm. black and red, like mixture yeah. painting and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Actually. That's a really good, like, that's a, that's a, you know, metal people have kids too. Um, yeah. Not, not all moms <laughs> like basic mom stuff. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a fair point. I just, my mom really likes lavender. So True. that was the only reason I said that. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, <laughs> you calling my mom basic? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know your mom. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, so 
we could we could certainly cater to whatever specific sensibilities you're looking for. A slaughterhouse, I don't know, because we need to make sure that everything's like sanitary. Um, and I just made something with like blood and like saws on it, man. I don't know. Oh yeah, got you. That's not my type of vibe. I just know. You know, hey, if that's your vibe, people, yeah. uh, you know, if that's your vibe, that's your vibe. People sure, we respect like, everybody here. I mean, you, we, we there were goths in our high school, and oh, some yeah. of those goths are probably moms now. Goth that's mom. a fair point. Um, so, uh, so, so basically the idea is that we kind of fit it to whatever your specific wants and needs are. Um, if you're not looking to do yoga at home, I was really just going off of that video here. Um that you were talking about but uh basically like you kind of we've, we've got options for you if you want it to be um if you wanted to like get stacks of martial amps in there and some guitars and stuff and just kind of rock out all day like yeah that's perfect Go is the for room, it is the room soundproof yeah we provide soundproofing for the room um mm -hmm. we have a isolation isn't just about like getting yourself but it's also about sound isolation. That's actually like another specialty of our company. Um, okay. So we make sure that the room is kind of like, uh, well, we, we, we know how to work acoustics and make sure that the room itself is soundproof from the rest of the house. Um, now here's a question. Yeah. Because you, you know, you're a parent. So like, yeah, you right. need this because you're still human. You were a human before you were a parent. Mm -hmm. But like, how do you make sure you kids don't die though? That's what, what I was like, kind what, of if asking. what if you're like a That's single parent? And because basically what you're describing, what you're trying to sell to us is a she said, a she, yeah. what is, a, a she, a she said, which is the female version of a man cave, I believe. That's totally not right. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, and, what no, no. and what I'm trying to, and what I'm trying to gather from this is like what TJ just said, like if I'm gathering this from like the, the perspective of like, if you're a single parent, okay. So like, so my question regarding that is, um, where, where does the child come into play in this? Like where, Hmm. Could, could we get like because like, if you're robot. a single parent who's looking hey, have at you guys him. ever heard of baby monitors <laughs> but here's the thing like, geez this is put baby a, monitors in there like what's is, the problem because this is an isolation box i don't want to think about my kids uh, granted i don't have no kids that i know of like I, <laughs> well i don't i don't have any kids i don't have any kids i don't want to think about my kids while i'm in this isolation box Can, so could we get like could we get like the robot from the jetsons Granted, that's a super dated reference nowadays. We love inventors of the Jetsons. My house. Yeah. Uh, dude, we get like, even that's dated. Like a robot assistant. That like like, uh, when you like go and... BB-8. Can we have BB-8? <laughs> we have BB-8 watch the kids. Oh, wait. What's this? What's, what's that? The notification on my phone? Oh, shoot. It's a cease and desist from Disney. Oh, shoot. We're getting... <laughs> so that didn't actually happen. No, it um, didn't. Don't worry. But... Hey, the Jets and Hanna Barbera is probably not doing anything. Yeah, so they're probably, probably, they're probably, they're probably like, oh, the advertisements. Yeah. Free so advertising. So basically, so can we have the robot from the Jetsons to like do this? Because this, when it comes out, this is a fantastic idea yeah. of just a room for a parent. Like, I know we said it for moms. This is just a, a great thing for just a parent in general. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Just have like for a soundproof isolation like room to escape. Sorry. Yeah. To be able to take some time away. Grin, I know there are some parents who would use the word escape to escape oh, their children. Sure. <laughs> um, I, so I actually do like this idea a lot, like, it, but it would be so expensive to soundproof a room. Um, it's a great thing to segment is imaginary. Yeah, sure is. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, I mean, you could always hire a babysitter. That we don't, right now, we don't have like a, uh, um, like a, a friendly helper bot, like 
fit into the package for this program, but with the funding from, from you two, uh, we could potentially start uh, working that into our, to our plan here. Well, I'm prepared to invest $0, um, even though I like the idea, oh. um, because I don't have any money. Um, you know, <laughs> even if some of us got the, the, even if the stimulus check did come in for some people, <sighs> um, but I don't know if I like that. If I want to keep that in, honestly. Yeah, that's fine. It was a good joke. Five seconds. Yeah. Five seconds. Well, I'm prepared to invest zero dollars and zero cents because I'm basically much like that new CBS sitcom broke, um, <laughs> featuring the top slow zero from the Endless Honeymoon podcast and many other things. Nice. That's me plugging them because they're my favorite podcast. Yep, I understand. Endless Honeymoon podcast. Love it. I've never plugged my favorite podcast. Just mm-hmm. kidding. I do it every episode. You don't do it every episode. Oh. You have, you have done it a couple times. It's fine. True. Um, but no, like, I'm not prepared to invest in this because I'm a po. However, I will say this is a solid idea. And what we could do, since this is totally imaginary, is you could have a thing where you have to schedule a time for your isolation box. Basically, whenever you schedule a time, you can kind of set an appointment in a babysitter in the area, almost like DoorDash, within a certain mile radius. You don't have to pick Mm. the babysitters. They get like vetted or whatever. And you kind of like have the babysitter, like you set the appointments being like, hey, I'm going to use my she said from this time to this time. I mean, your isolation box. And even though it makes it more of a pain in the butt because you want to just kind of get away. But basically, babysitter comes over. It's like Uber for babysitters for an hour or two. Boom, in and out. You can pay through the credit card. You never even have to talk to them. So if it's like, especially if it's like a babysitter that has a crush on like you or your husband, you never have to interact with them. Granted, yeah, that's a stranger watching your kids. But, you know, I I don't have kids. So clearly I know the best thing. I love that how 2020 is like, let's, 2020 <laughs> is like the time for DoorDash and Uber. But also, um, like, uh, but now we're like, hey, let's do cyber babysitters. Cyber babysitters, <laughs> yeah. Um, that probably is a thing, right? That has to be a thing. Like, there's got to be an app for that already. I don't know. There might be. I'm not sure. Hmm. Okay. Our editor our, our, says there is. Our editor says there is, is indeed an app for that. When we record every episode, she's telling us that there is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys, that's my pitch here for the, uh, the isolation room. Uh, how are we feeling about this? Um, my only concern is if the child is okay. If, if like, the child has, like, ob- is obviously being, like, supervised in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. um, then, yeah, I'm for it. Um, so, yeah. I think the big thing to think about is that this is a product for the parents. <laughs> Yes, but also <laughs> you, know you, know. you know what? On that basis, I stand by it because I ain't think about them kids. They ain't yeah. my kids. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to shoot you down. I just thought I'd be really no, no, yeah, no, no, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't really care about these kids. The thing that matters to me is the parent. My actual concern is just the name itself. An isolation room. I think it's trash. I think it's a terrible name. Hmm. Um, it makes it sound like we're going to imprison these mothers and uh, I don't think anybody wants Ooh. that. Um, so, Yeah, but I already made the business cards. Oof. Aren't they fake business cards? No. 
<laughs> what, what if every no, pitch, they're real. What if, what if literally every pitch, one of us decided to go and make business cards for these that would like, be fake things? So good. Oh, what if, oh my sorry. What if I made like box art for the divorce video game? Oh my gosh! I pitched a few episodes See, ago. No, this is this. The best thing about this is that if one day we get a fan base, if we going, have a fan base, okay, I'm sorry. We, we have listeners. We know what we just got to. We just got to 69 total nice. plays. Yep, 69, what, baby. What would be really fun is if one day we have, like, a really active um, listener base, um, and they're, like, artists, if they did business cards for each one of the Back Alley Ideas pitches, That'd be that would funny. be really cool. I think you just want fan art, don't you? I really do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Um, you I just know want if... to see people draw us. I just want to be drawn. I've never been drawn before. Um, the caricature you... artist told me, no, I was too ugly. We're, no, we're, it was oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why would that be true? Does that mean I'm ugly? What the hell? I mean, I didn't want to say anything. But I, hey, look, hey, hey there, buddy. You're, you're are you taking it or not? You're in a long term relationship. You don't have to think about being ugly. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Are, are, are you guys, uh, are you guys <laughs> um, all right? So I guess we could maybe change the name. I could always reprint the business cards, or I could even just edit them all with Sharpie. How about. We can call it the Uru. Uru? Yeah, your room. Uru. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I like Ooh. that. U R O O. Ooh, the U room. We'll take like the iPod, but it's like just for you. We'll like have new models each year, basically. Yes. So we just can like keep breaking in that profit. And it takes a year to make one. So like, <laughs> it's perfect. Can you imagine having. A space being remodeled for a year. Can you imagine having like construction workers? Oh gosh. That, yeah. I, that happened before in my life, but we don't need to get into that. We can get into that some other time. Well, with that being said, um actually no, that's what I always say when we're like finishing the episode. Sure. But I, I do, I stand by the idea. I think it's really solid and it's a great idea for parents. Um as long mm-hmm. as we figure out some kind of proper childcare for the kids. Um, There'll be an app. We'll make an app. We'll, yeah. we'll partner with like. A, we could just make a make a baby cage and yeah, like, <laughs> like just like put them in a cage. Yeah, I don't care if the kid's like thirteen. Hey. Just like put them in a, like kids in puberty go Wait. crazy. So just like put no. them in a cage. I have a better idea. Yes. It's two rooms. Okay. <laughs> There's more rooms. There's another room. Okay. When you buy the U room, mm-hmm. is a package deal. Is it called the them room? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's the U room, and then in parentheses, it's kid, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like the U room junior. Okay. So it's a much smaller room. Um, well, it doesn't need to be smaller, but it's like... It sounds like you're imprisoning the child. What we're doing is soundproofing your child's room. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, God, what do you want to lock the room from the outside next? Jeez. I mean... No, you don't want to do that. No, goodness gracious. He's like, I mean, ooh. I don't see any way that could go horribly wrong. Uh, I, I like the idea, though. Except for the whole part where you want to imprison a child. I'm not actually suggesting that. I wasn't actually suggesting we lock the door from the outside. It's fine. We have it on a recording. It's all good. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right, yeah. great. Yeah. Good. Lanto? That makes me feel really good with my profession. Yeah, I'm for it. I'm for it. Um... I don't know about the uh, second isolation room. Uh, locking the kid from the outside. Yeah, yeah, you, you really kind of sunk it a little bit there. Uh, that was uh, like my whole goal. Doctor. No, okay, listen, fine. <laughs> we'll do the second isolation room. The the kid, the the U room junior. Um, but 
it won't it's like master chef it won't it's like master chef and master chef kids uh, uh or junior or whatever it is i don't know it's one of those two probably um and uh it's just uh but but this one it's different because you can hear what's going on or you can see like what's going on in their room and decide when you want to hear what's going on in the room but you can't but they can't control that from like it's like a one-way system right oh so, you can like mute the mic yeah if you needed to talk to the to your kid and make sure they're doing okay like so you can check in on them every once in a while you can do that there'll be a video call from one room to the other um, and you can always decide whether or not you want to hear what's going on in their room. So say there's say an emergency happens, then you can like click the button and, and there you go. And then you have to, and, and you know, like we're going to make sure these rooms aren't too far apart from each other. So if anything does go wrong, you know, you get both rooms open. There's a control. There's like a parent lock in your room where you can like press the button and it unlocks both doors immediately. Well, okay. I'm ready for this pitch to be over. Me too. And... I'm, I'm, a lot of good ideas. I'm still not a fan because this sounds like a baby cage. Um, but I'm a little more in favor of if you can observe the child. But I genuinely don't want to think about my kids if I have to deal with these kids. But I'm not a parent, so it's just, I'm really not the audience for this at all. I'm not going to buy this whatsoever. So I'll, I'll pass it through just out of apathy to let you get your idea on uh, with my $0 investment. Fantastic. $0. Um... All right. Uh, you know what? So actually, let's go ahead and just take a quick break. Um, and you guys are going to hear from a sponsor that is completely 100% real. Fake. We'll be right back. <laughs> are your kids loud AF? Can you not use the restroom in peace? Do you need just one single moment for yourself? Then if we got the deal for you. The U-Room lets you lock out all of life's pressures, including the precious ones you brought into this world. Precious ones? Stop all that. Look, are you tired of your kids? Because I'm trying to get away from them. Then the U-Room is, is for you. It's soundproof, got a nanny cam, you can get yourself a turlet in there, big screen TV to watch your stories. Basically, you can escape from the cheerings. Tired of all this, goddamn kids. So, so yeah, the U Room is a sound isolation system that lets you do your business in peace. We can personalize it to fit your needs, but uh, uh, not not your budget. So like, uh, yeah, the U Room. Of course, it can't fit my budget. These kids costing me money. Sick and tired of this goddamn quarantine. When are they going back to school? Think of all the children. Um, you know, guys, I kind of want to uh, pivot uh, just a little bit and get a little serious. Um, cool. Because when it comes to our relationships <clears throat> with our moms, um, you know, you love the moms, but your mom is somebody that, if you're lucky enough, you probably are living with for the majority of your life. Uh, not the majority, sorry, not the majority, but you're probably living with for a big chunk of your life. You um, years. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody that is in your 20s right now. When it comes to it, if you're in your mom's house for at least 18 years, Sometimes you guys are going to run into some disagreements and arguments. And yeah. dealing with your mom it may not always be easy because when it comes down to it, 
you're both just two humans who won't always see eye to eye on every single thing, even if you are literally the offspring of this other person. So I kind of want to pose some tough questions because while I love my mom dearly and I see a lot of the great things that she's done for me, there's also been times where she and I have disagreed. Um, and I know that's been like that for other people. You know, sometimes we just have to vent about our parents a little bit. Sure. Um, so I kind of wanted to ask you guys, is there anything that annoys you about your mom? Um, I would, I would say, um, sometimes her tendency to, um, read, like read too much into things to the point where it becomes, um, it becomes a problem. So like overanalyzation of things, um, is like taking a while to understand like a lot of things where it's like me, I can kind of look at something and almost get it may not, maybe not completely, but I, but I feel like making things harder than they need to be um, is, is, is what I'm getting at. So um, I don't know whether that's done intentionally, but that's, something i feel like i've kind of noticed um but yeah my mom um and this is more of a thing when i was younger um and i don't know if this is a thing i know that from talking to other black kids this is definitely a black parents thing but i think this is definitely also i don't know if this is like an ethnic household kind of thing because i usually run into pocs about this but i don't know if you guys have run into this in your household hmm. but when you're parents see disagreeing as a form of disrespect mm. i don't know if you guys have ever run into that so my mom she and i yeah. i'm very upfront with her um, about a lot of things mm-hmm. and just i don't tell her everything but i if i do talk to her i'm always honest so sometimes um what could annoy me is uh especially in my teenage years as i'm you know, you know, teenagers, we know sure. teenagers know everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right, every single thing. Every teenager knows everything. Of course. In the world. But every now and then, you know, you're a teenager that does yeah. have some validity to that point. And sure. just more of, I was disagreeing with my parents. Mm. And while the way that my mom would react would not necessarily, what I felt be the right way to react with a disagreement, it was seen as a form of disrespect. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I thought some of the times, because some of the times I did need to be checked, you know, I'm not going to lie about that. But other times, maybe a discussion might have been a little bit more helpful rather than being kind of shut down. And my mom doesn't do this as much anymore. Our relationships definitely been evolving over the years. And, you know, it does when you grow up. But this was kind of a problem in my early 20s, too, is... Um, whenever we would kind of disagree, my mom would just try to shut me down um, and she really wouldn't listen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, uh, it really actually just drove me crazy mm-hmm. um, because I felt like we could never have like good communication. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I, th- I feel like that. I feel like that can, it's pretty much a, I feel like that's a pretty common thing for teenagers, especially because we kind of, have that whole like well, I mean we're younger and so people kind of just assume youth with um inexperience. I think, I think the proper term is youths. Yes. People experience the youths <laughs> with uh inexperience. <laughs> um lump that those two ideas together. I think <laughs> one of the things that my mom does that 
frustrates me the most um, is if I go to visit home, mm-hmm. um, she'll like ask me to, to do something and I will go to do the thing. And as I'm doing whatever it is for her, she's like describing me what she, how exactly she like wants me to do it. Oh that God, sense. that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, um, and it's, it's always funny cause it's like, mom, I'm literally doing the thing for you right now. I'm yes, mm-hmm. I understand. And it's just, it's funny. Um, and it's always just like, oh boy, you know, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to like spend like this next like 10 minutes dragging my mom. <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to invite no. us to drag us. It was more inviting a discussion about like, I didn't want to be, one thing I've always hated about, I'll be, okay, I'm going to say this. I don't know if I'm going to cancel this. One thing I can't stand about Mother's Day, we aren't always as real or as tough as we might be on de- Oh, hold I see on, what... Hold on, I'm trying to figure out a way to say... Cause I would tell you guys this. I'm trying to figure sure. out a way to say this that could be heard for years and years and years. Yeah. Sometimes we like to sugarcoat parent, parental relationships. Yes. And I didn't want us to do that. Right. You know? Um, sure. Like, yeah, we love our moms and stuff like that, but they're, they're it's somebody that you deal with for your whole life. Yeah. You're going to disagree. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's... I think I don't usually hear people talking about that all the sure. time i mean i guess that's you know? fair like mm-hmm. i feel like i hear that a lot when people talk about their fathers but sure when like i lived with my mom the whole time like i dealt with my dad a lot but i lived with my mom the majority of my life i think it was just her so i clearly had far more experience with her good ups and downs and i just didn't want us to act like everything was all hunky-dory and see if there was other people who might relate just right. sometimes kind of Mom's being a pain in the butt. <laughs> That's a Sometimes your mom is a pain in the butt. It's just what it is. Um, I think one other big thing is that, you know, at the end of the day, your, your parents are people. Yeah, exactly. And, um, right. and like, everybody has their flaws. Everybody has their things. And, I mean, mm-hmm. you have everybody this with... Everybody has those days. Yeah, And exactly. the Montana would say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, um, in any relationship with any person, you have up and ups and downs. You have... Mm-hmm. problems disagreements and things like that and so i i get what you're saying like there's there needs to be some like you know understanding that these are issues that we'll have with our folks sometimes and, mm-hmm. and that's just because nobody's you know nobody's perfect and well people animal tennis said that too nobody's perfect but you, you gotta, gotta work it yeah <clears throat> um i will so no i don't, I don't want us to, to drag our moms i will say however mm-hmm. The majority of these things that I'm saying right now are things I've said to my mom to her face and have talked to her about them. That's these are issues point. I've had with her that mm-hmm. I've brought up with her. Yeah. It's not things I'm like hiding and she's going to like hear this like now. Now, right. there are some things we might say in the dad's episode or I might have said back in the masculinity episode that I may not have had as a direct conversation with my dad and I'm a little more... Sure. Uh, I told him about the podcast and I think he actually listened to it mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. So I'm kind of nervous to, you know, kind of hear about that. But... um. I, do you guys mind if I pose the next question? Sure, go for it. Sure. So this actually might be the same one, so I'm actually going to change it if, if it feels like it's kind of the same thing. The question is, what has there ever been a time that you guys have struggled to deal with your mom? I don't know if that feels like kind of the same prompt because I can pose a different one. Um. No, that's not. No, that's not the same question. Um. So you don't need to re- rephrase it or repost it. Um, I have, I have, and I'm just going to kind of leave it, leave it 
there. Um, I don't want to like feel like I'm, I don't want to use the excuse. Oh, I don't want to give up too much detail, but it's kind of like on a more like deeply kind of personal mode at yeah. deeply personal kind of level. And I don't want to like throw, I don't want to throw like a lot of like unneeded, like shame or shade towards my mom that way. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, hey, no problem, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I've had, I've struggled to do with my mom. I have no problems. It's weird. I don't know. If I'm weird because I have no problem at all talking about the totality of my relationship with my mom. Right. Sure. Um, I don't know if that makes me like, uh, I don't know if that's a, no, I think that's, because I don't, I don't see that a lot. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. But the thing I struggle to do with my mom, um, I have not run into this a lot lately. It's, she's, it's, our relationship has seriously been changing about the past year or two. But in my early 20s, I dealt with this a ton because uh, I don't think I moved out until I was like 23, 24. One thing I really struggled to do with my mom was when she would get upset, she would talk over me. And I see the hypocrisy of that because I'm somebody who talks a lot. And so I talk over people sometimes. Um, really? And look, I, I know my flaws. That was not the time for a joke. That really wasn't. Um, my bad. But look, I know that I can do that sometimes. And I'm, I have some symbols or like things that like my mom does. And that was one thing that when it was done to me, drove me crazy. Like I just, I... Um, as a kid, I wanted to walk out of the room because that's how I wanted to handle my issue was just, I'm angry right now. I know if I say something, it's just not going to be good. So I need to walk mm-hmm. away. But as a kid, I wasn't really, I, I couldn't just leave the house. I was like a teenager. Where was I going to go? Sure. You know, maybe I could go for a walk or something. But I um, for actually like a couple of years, I didn't even have like a room. I just like had, um, like I lived like in the, like a portion of like the living room. So I never had any privacy. So if my mom was upset, she was the type of arguer that's going to follow you. <laughs> like if they're upset about something. Oh no. Yeah. So it's kind of like Sonic's homing attack. It's just going to keep coming <laughs> for you. Um, <laughs> so I, it really bothered me because like, I know that like, I know that my anger doesn't really do me much good. So I really try to watch how I am in it. I get upset about things, but I try to make sure I'm aware of like what's bothering me. I'm self-aware that I'm not trying to attack. And uh, whenever we get into arguments, those styles with my mom and I, we, they did not sync up. And so I didn't know how to, I know how to deal with it now. I just, I need to walk away. I need to get out. I need to hang up, mm-hmm. whatever. But at the time, it was a genuine struggle for me as a young man to learn how to deal with that type of conflict just in general, to learn, okay, what is my method for whenever conflict comes and comes up? Do I, you know, walk away and then come back to discuss once I'm like a little less heated? Like, how do I kind of deal with that? So that was a really right. tough thing to kind of learn how to teach myself through a multitude of arguments uh, through my like more formative years. Gotcha. I feel like one way that I've had to like kind of struggled with getting along with my, my, uh, my mom is, a uh, some, like I, um, sometimes I'm in a mood where I like just kind of am feeling pretty like low energy and, uh, I don't really want to talk to people a whole lot. And so I, to, for, to, to be polite, will offer like one or two word responses sometimes mm-hmm. to people. 
Um, that's definitely like something that I do. Um, and that, that was something that kind of started in high school too. Uh, I'm not saying it's the healthiest thing. I'm not saying it's the best thing, but sometimes, right. you know, you can't do a lot to help how, um, extroverted you are, I guess. Um, and so there were, there were times when I was in high school when I would just be like in a conversation with my folks and I wouldn't really be saying a whole lot. And I remember this is a memory that actually kind of sticks out to me. I was sitting in the middle of a restaurant, having, I think, a lunch with my parents on the weekend. It was like a whole family thing. And I was just kind of quiet most of the time and just kind of not really super focused on conversation and, and being there. And at one point I got like a little frustrated um, and my mom says to me, are you on drugs? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny to me because I have never done drugs in my life. Um, like oh, I've oh, never, it's not drugs only. yeah, exactly. Like, oh, well, I, I've never even like smoked a cigarette. Um, you don't and, smoke with cigarettes? No, hmm. no, no. Um, so, and, and I'm, I mean, you know, uh, that's just, that's just me. That's just a choice that I made for myself. Um, and it's just like, and that just, it just made me so angry in the moment because I just was like, why would you even think that? Like, what am I, what am I, what, what about me right now is making you think that? But like, I, I mean, I get it, you know, I guess like moody teenager that uh, isn't really talking a whole lot and doesn't seem to be super engaged with conversation. I don't know what it was. It was probably thinking about Animal Crossing or something. But... Um, <laughs> was this recent? No, 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 no. This was like when I was in high school. But I was still playing Animal Crossing in high school. You know what's interesting is that we talked about this in something that will definitely be edited out earlier on. But it could be helpful. We won't do it now. Um, but we could do it in the future. Um, is it could have been helpful to have one or two of our friends that are moms to kind of get like this other perspective, but mm -hmm. it'd be better to have a friend who has like a teenager to kind of see like how they went through like that. No, no, we could just like have our mom yeah. on or something. But it's interesting because we, we are doing this podcast and yes, we're not moms. We said that many times. We're doing this from a perspective of people who've been on the receiving end of parenting. And that's, we're not saying we're doing this sure. as a way to speak for parents, to advocate right. for parents. Just we're doing this as sons as well. As our can. experience. But man, you just got to wonder like, what is on like the other end of those like thought processes? And it's interesting yeah. as we, as we're in our mid twenties now having friends that like are having little ones, you know, have like two or three year olds or whatever. Right. Easy to kind of see those, but at some point we're going to be at that same equal level with people where they'll have teenagers and we'll maybe understand a little bit more about like those interactions instead of being the teenager that's like being angry will be the adult that's confused by the kid's behavior. Right. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. And well, I mean, kids get so chock full of hormones and stuff. There's just no explanation for how they're acting. Yeah. Like that's, that's just kind of, I, it's crazy. Like, um, that's, yeah, man, it's it's an interesting thing. Um, I'm not a parent, but as a like a teacher, I've had interactions with some of my students where like I'd ask them to, uh, for example, I asked two of my students to like improvise something in jazz band, and they just like immediately like just like turned off and like didn't play the rest of the rehearsal. And I was like, I have normally a very good rapport with these these students, and like I was just shocked. I was like, what's going on guys? And they're just like, well, we don't like being put on the spot like that. And Oh my God. And I mean, sure. 
Yeah, but on the other hand, like I, I get it. It's it can if you're in an environment where people are judging you very frequently, like it makes sense that you wouldn't want to necessarily step out and uh, get out of your comfort zone like that. So, you know, it's weird for me is I, I hear that, and I also feel like a freak when I say this because I'm around a ton of introverts. Mm. But when I hear someone say something like "get on the spot and improvise something," let's do this really, really quick. For me, I think. Okay, let's do it. Let's just give it a try. It may not be great, mm-hmm. but like my personality very much like wants to kind of jump in that. Sure. It is always a little like alien to me. Uh, not a bad way, just different. And like I have to be reminded several times that like, oh snap, some people hate this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, if someone were to tell me like, hey, TJ, give a public speech or whatever, like I'm like, yeah, I'm down with it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I know that has nothing to do with the mild topic, so we'll get back to it. But that always when you say things like that, like when you said improvise something like okay all right let's see but then the i don't know like you heard my reaction i don't know that just uh that still surprises me it's just like i i guess in not in a bad way my brain finds that weird because i find that very comfortable of a place for me mm-hmm. but i know that like for you guys like that's not exactly where your brain likes kind of or whatever it's just different from right. you know i'm sorry Lanfield, what was that Oh, I was going to say, like, I know I was that way, like, growing up. Like, I didn't like to be put on the spot. I mean, like, I feel like I've grown out of that a, a good bit. But um, I know, like, in my ten- in my formative years, I was like that. Like, I wouldn't be, like, I wouldn't enjoy being put on the spot. Mm-hmm. It's very much sure. against it. Maybe it's because I love attention. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's a, that's a good way to be the center of attention. I like having yeah, attention. I'm not honestly. saying that in like a mean way. That sounded like it was. I didn't take it as one. Good. Um, no, like I know that like somebody who you know typically saying someone who says like, oh yeah, I like attention, and that comes off as vain. And maybe I'm a little bit. I, I can definitely say that I am, but I do like being noticed and paid attention to. Sure. Well, with that emotional tangent about TJ's vanity, it makes for a great segue into our next bit. It's not at all. I'm not great at transitions. Um, but there's this isn't really a segment so much as I thought it would be kind of nice for a nice way to kind of like slowly begin the close of the episode uh, before we get to our Rotten Rex. But the last bit of mom content I wanted to pose for you guys was uh, I asked you guys uh, what's like the last like positive thing you remember your mom kind of like saying about you or like sending you or something like that. And uh, I thought it'd be kind of sweet if we kind of just like read it on the podcast. Um, yeah, I guess go for it. Uh, you guys want me to start? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. All right, let's see. What did Mama Randolph send to her baby? All right, so this is what Mom said that she likes about me. She said, oh, no, this is a text about a new computer she got, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is a very mom text, um, and she needed to send me four messages about it. Uh, okay. My mom said, I love that my son is funny, next to me, of course, and then there's two LOLs. <laughs> I love her, but she is so corny. Um, even though I tell him to stop in- imitating me, I secretly love it. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing an impression of my mom for God since I was like a little kid. Nice. Um, I did it because it made my sister and my mom laugh all the time. Um, you know, my son, he likes to do impressions of me, and I don't really find it very funny, but it makes me laugh all the time. Um, and I don't know, I just used to do an impression of her just for years. And it That's always like spot on. <laughs> it'll it would always I'm sorry, bro. It's okay. Um it would always make her and my sister laugh. So I just used to love uh doing it. But he needs to stop doing them impressions in me. Um that's that, that's my mom. Um now let's see what else it's a text saying. 
Uh, she said, no, just more stuff about the new computer. That's a video of her dancing. <laughs> she, my mom takes videos of herself. Just She'll put it on the hands-free and she'll just dance in front of like the living room, but in like a mom way that's like really awkward for me. Um, okay, here it is, got it. All right. I appreciate that my son has a caring heart for those that he loves and cares about. He loves unconditionally. I love that he is honest and truthful, even when, even though he's raw with it. That got an exclamation point because I kept it real for my mom. I love that he's smart, intelligent, bright, and an extreme thinker. Look at my family with the, with the words. Got our words game is strong, fam. Uh, I love that he's not afraid to be different. I love that he's resilient and someone who will persevere no matter the obstacles. And she appreciates spending time with me. Uh, and then she said, I'm sorry this took so long. I got caught up with a few things. Plus my computer was delivered today. And then she sent me five different emojis. Um, <laughs> is anybody else's mom this extra? Like, is it, she's so extra. <laughs> and then there's multiple texts about the new computer and a Wi-Fi stick and how much you paid for it. Information I don't need. I don't need any of this information. <laughs> All right. Um, so mine had stated, oh, I, I had, um, I had texted her the question earlier um, today and she'd gotten back to me earlier um, and she had said, well, she'd said, well, she said to me, well, regarding your question, um, she said, you're funny. She said, because like you always have me laughing to the point where she's like, where I can barely breathe. She said, but not only that, she said, you're very intuitive. And I said, what do you mean by that? She said, you always seem to know or kind of like have on your mind, like what I'm thinking and vice versa like like we agree on a lot of the same things um and i don't know if that's always been the case but like i feel like recently that's been the case with a lot of things um or like in recent years um especially so um yeah it was it was nice to kind of hear that even though it was even though it's just like you know two things and um i texted my mom and i said like you know I said, like, I know that's kind of like a rhetorical or ridiculous question to ask. You know, it's like, what are two things, a few things you love about me? I was like, you know, because you're my mom. I said, but, you know, I think that's, I was like, but, you know, I, I kind of want to like hear what you, you say or what your perspective is so I can, so I know, you know. Um, but yeah, so it was nice to uh, get that, um, that uh, perspective from her, so. That's great, Logan. That's a really good insight from your mom. I agree. But do you think your mom gave the top mom comment? I don't know, man. I didn't know this was a competition. I'm just saying, my um, mom, my mom brought brought the best mom words. Because my mom is the best mom. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you can fight me in the streets. What's happening? Let's uh, think even to all of our listeners. My mom has the best mom. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can DM us on Instagram telling us why you think your mom is the best mom, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Actually, I won't tell you why I'm wrong, but I'll read the nice So my mom tomorrow. said um, that she was she's happy that I um, I have a job in my degree um, and that I've stayed in a job that I don't really love every single day, um, but I've worked hard to do the best that I can. Um, and it's obvious that I care about my students by staying there um, and that I hold true to the values that my parents taught me. Um, and I live kind of according to those values. Um, she likes that I pay my bills and don't ask them for help. <laughs> this is, this is, 
um, she like she says that I'm neat and clean, and that I'm kind and considerate to others, and I show love to all of the family, and that I respect my elders. These are all very like, Aaron is a good boy. <laughs> I don't know what about me would ever give off any other kind of persona. Um, no, but um, did yeah. she say that? Did you? I just did she say that she likes that you pay your bills on time? Yeah. How does she know that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a good, it's a positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. That's a, there's um. I think the kind of like what I'm what I kind of read into that is like she's just proud that I um am like responsible, responsible um, and you know that I take care of business and all that good stuff. No, man, you're a great guy. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. And and I think the big thing about this that I think is really interesting in like asking our moms to um to tell us the things they like about us as people, like mm-hmm. these are I'm sure I speaking for myself, I don't know about you guys, but these are those are the things that they they taught me when I was younger. Those are the things that they kind of helped to make sure were things that I valued. So like those those parts of me have definitely made my life easier and better. Um, and so like, so, you know, my mom has supported me to get to that point for a lot of these things, like to be responsible, um, and to be kind and considerate to other people, like that stuff that they've, they've, those values are ones they've instilled in me. Um, so, um, I think this was a really interesting question. Like from our perspective, it's nice cause you know, warm fuzzies, but it's also nice to kind of see like what their focus is for us as people and what their focuses were when they were raising us too. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's kind of my takeaway. Moms, they're usually pretty cool. Even when they're huge nerds. Um that's just true. Yeah. Moms could be dorky sometimes. That's true. Mm-hmm. So can some um, like Michelle Obama's cool, but she's also kind of dorky. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an odd tangent. Um, but you know what? That, that That's actually going to bring the mom episode to a close wrap. However, we do have one last segment to do. We've got the Rotten Rex. Yes. And last episode, we had absolutely, we had delightful, delightful guests. We had our first guest yeah. ever, um, Compactor, Mike the Mean, and Trash Girl. That's um, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were absolutely wonderful. Uh, if you do not listen to that episode, I do recommend it. It was a lot of fun Mike to make. Mike the Meme. Mike the Meme. So much fun to record that episode. That was so funny. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, we got a group rec. So whenever we have a guest, we are going to ask them to give a rec that all of us have to check out. Mm-hmm. And our compactor recommended that we listen to Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. So, gentlemen, did you get a chance to listen to the album? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd like to... There's a couple songs I liked. I liked um, Mama and... That's a good one, yeah. I. I liked I. I was yeah. good. Mm. I um, love I. That's my favorite one. Yeah. I, 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 overall, I enjoyed it, but those are my two favorite songs from the album. I really liked um, All Right. I liked You. Um, uh, what I really liked, especially with the... Was it like Wesley's Forever or whatever? The, whatever the intro is. Yeah, Wesley's Theory. Yeah, Wesley's Theory. Um, I really liked the intro to a lot of these songs, mm-hmm. but about midway through, I was kind of like bored because the songs were about like four, four and a half minutes long. So I was finding things interesting. And like, 
he wasn't doing the same thing for every bit of the song, but it was consistent enough yeah. that every now and then I wouldn't check out, but I would kind of be focused on like something else I was doing while listening to the album. Sure. But I can say that as a full album project, it was a good project. And I'm somebody who loves, like, I will fall in love as a musician because of an album versus yeah. like a single. I, I loved like pretty much everything about this. Um, it was really, it's, it's really cool. It was a really interesting device, um, the songwriting device where he like had the line um, at the end of, I think it was at the, it was between the transition from the first song into the second one. And he kept on building on that verse, that poem throughout so you get to the last one, to the last track, Moral Men, and he's having that, in, uh, like, that, conversation, like that conversation with Tupac, right? Is that who that is? Um, yeah. Wait, so, how many have had a conversation with Tupac? Tupac died. Um, I think what they did was they took, like, um, recordings of interviews that Tupac had done mm-hmm. um, and then just kind of spliced them together and had and kind of had Kendrick, like, talking to him. Well, I didn't know that. Um yeah, there's some. Uh, there's another note on this in a minute, but there are some like really cool songwriting credits and artists featured on this album too. Robert Glasper, Thundercat, Kamasi Washington. Um, Thundercat just dropped an album. Yeah, man, he's he's ridiculous. He's such a good bassist. I don't know it's anything insane. about him, but I know that he had a song with Childish Gambino on this mm-hmm. album, so I checked that out, and it was good. And I don't know Anderson Pack was another yeah. artist I really enjoyed. Shouted him out. So yeah, the Anderson Pack put him on my radar. Thundercat's really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's like, and, and Bilal Oliver is on this album too a lot. Um, a lot of the guests that he had playing on the album are crazy good. Um, but that, that songwriting device where he had the verse that was at the end of a couple different songs, and he kept on building on it, give adding more lines to it as he was going through. So like, I think that line is kind of the it's like the through line for the whole album where you kind of like have the song itself and you have the message about like um, where you're kind of like hazy on like, okay, I kind of understand where you're coming from, but I don't exactly see like the point of this song. But then you get to the last one where he actually has the to pimp a butterfly, like um, spoken word, like poem that he says to Tupac. And then he talk, illustrates the butterfly is like oh, talent. That. And that was just like, that's like, it's such a cool moment because everything else from the album just like clicks together like hypocrite when he's talking about like um, how, you know, all of these different things. He's talking about like um, the division of the black community in um, like in the, in the, in complexion and just talking about like the apartheid and all of these, like there's so many elements and then you get to the very last track and everything comes together. And it's just like, you're just like, Oh, wow this is this is crazy like the whole thing was building up to this and it's such an exclamation point and it's it's so cool like it's and and there's not even any like there are snippets of like background music but it's it's mostly just a conversation they've spliced between Kendrick Lamar and Tupac and it's just like Mm -hmm. wow it's it's a solid album project yeah um that was the second Kendrick Lamar album I've ever listened to the first one was the Black Panther album Hmm. which some people might yell at me to say that that's not. I've wanted to listen to Damn for oh, like a so while, good. but I really like Kendrick. Um, anytime I've listened to him, I really like his stuff. But I haven't. He's. I haven't really like gone out of my way because this is one of those projects where it was like an album project that was like I enjoy. You know, like you could like start a song or like an album, and you can tell, oh, this is not going to be for me, and you'll just check out. Mm-hmm. I was definitely engaged. I was definitely like interested. I thought it was very interesting. 
but like it's weird because I'll enjoy the album as a full meal, mm. but I still didn't have like a t- like exception of like all right and I didn't really have like a ton of like stuff that still cherry pick out that I was gonna like take away and just think about. It was almost like I died ate this full meal, and it was a meal that I'm glad that I had, and I'll be able to say I did have it. But Ooh, like I don't remember my favorite. Well, I guess I do because I really like I. But I was a single he dropped like six months beforehand. Right. I knew about I like six, like five or six years ago. I don't know. I, I think this is one of those albums. I'd love to see how it sits with me. Sure, it's definitely yeah. on like a couple more less than threes. I really like um, jazz hop kind of things where like there's it's like um, there are a lot of a lot of the musicians that played on the album, such as Robert Glasper, Tomasi Washington, other other musicians as well. They're actually like widely regarded as like jazz musicians in like the jazz community there are some that are huge names um and i always love when they collaborate with hip-hop musicians because it's just like it's just such a really cool marriage of the genres and it's just they just i mean they just work so well together we'll have done kaylin proud with that i was talking about this um i'll go first uh (laughs) yeah okay yeah all right um so we, yeah, um, let's see. My wreck was from Landfill, and he had me watch a fight from Resident Evil 7, something called the Mia Boss Fight. Mm-hmm. And I remember I just recently listened to like, the episode, we, the last episode we recorded, and all I'm saying is like, oh, yeah, man, it's like totally fine if it's a video game, but it's like totally cool. But because of the quarantine and everything, uh, Logan couldn't like bring it over so that I could play it or like we couldn't like figure out a way to do it. So instead I just had to settle for like a YouTube video. And at first I was like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal. It's just like some scary chick with a chainsaw. Like I was like, all right, whatever. And every time he shot her, you know, like she was really hard to kill. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like nobody, it was just a scary lady with a chainsaw. No big. And then you you beat that character and this dude comes and knocks you out. And after that, you wake up at a dinner table <laughs> at a feast of absolute horror. Like, that wasn't Dead Space, folks. That was me trying to get the words out of my mouth. You wake up at this feast of absolute horror. There's things disgusting. And the dude, okay, I'm sorry, you guys, if you, if you, Think about the tenderness of the mom episode in this. Yeah, and now this is the the punctuation at the The, end of it. (laughs) Just a fair warning for what I'm about to say. There's a little graphic. The man, there's this dude who like knocked you out, chops off his son's arm. He's sitting at a table with like a dad, a son, and like a mom. Chops off his son's arm. The mom is telling you to eat this disgusting food. It looks like organs and stuff. And then the dad comes over and he stabs you. Now, I haven't played this game. I haven't even seen a trailer for this game. So I had no context what in the Sam Hill ham sandwich, gosh darn, <laughs> hullabaloo, barnacle tartar sauce I was watching. And at first I was like, oh, this is a big deal. And then when I saw the arm chopping, I got a little freaked out. And I was like, okay, this is, this is disgusting. So thankfully it was only like a four minute clip. And I was able to digest it, but I don't think I could handle it anymore. That because that was <laughs> you <laughs> landfill. 
you're a terrible person. You know, you, you know how much I hate horror and you're mean. So with that, my rec for you this week will actually be something related to moms. This will be something far more wholesome. Well, it's actually, probably it's not that wholesome now that I think about it. What I'm going to recommend for you is something that's actually going to be mom-related, okay? It okay. is a TV show on which you watch the pilot. Do you have Hulu? Yeah. Or Yeah, you have Netflix. Yeah, you, you can actually find it on Netflix. Okay. Oh, great. Hmm? oh, great. No ads. Yeah. You are going to watch the pilot episode of the TV show Good Girls. Okay. It is, uh, uh, yeah, it's a TV show starring uh, some really great actresses. Um, it's about... Uh, Three moms who take on a three suburban moms who take on a life of crime to make ends meet, um, and it's a, a dramedy. Okay, so I'll let you digest it. And you and I can talk about it more in the next episode. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Um. So I kind of had a so I kind of have had a little bit of a hard time kind of figuring this one out, but I figured um, it would it would just kind of be better if i if i just if i just kind of did um something that i feel like i'm interested in and that i'm pursuing so that it would just kind of like just so you guys kind of can kind of see like what i'm delving into and what um what i like maybe going into in the future so um and i kind of touched base on this um a few days ago um so aaron my recommendation for you is I want you to um, watch a video on YouTube um, about um, the, because I had mentioned this before, the putting in or application of a veneer or veneers in, okay. in a dental patient's mouth. So, <laughs> so this, so it's basically okay. like the application of false teeth. It's basically the application of false teeth. I'm not talking dentures. That's completely different. Um, so like, it's kind of like the process I had alluded to before. Um, so, so there's a video, I think, I think there's a video. It's like three and a half minutes. It's sped up, but it kind of shows you like everything that kind of goes on. So that cool. is my recommendation for you. What about your recommendation from last episode? So my recommendation from last episode, um, Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> I can't I'm trying to I'm trying to like remember the title of it because it was it Monster was Factory. Monster Factory, yes. Yeah. Um and they had and the two guys from Monster Factory, um their YouTube channel is called Polygon and they had they had done like I guess it was a review of the creation suite of WWE 2K20. And um, I was like, okay, I kind of know where this is going. Like immediately, as soon as like I saw that pop up, because they didn't detail it in the video. They did not detail it in the video description as far as I remember. So as soon as it popped up, I was like, oh yeah, here we go. Um, And they basically just roasted the game periodically like at the beginning they were like oh here's here's twenty thousand vendor bucks for being such a crap game you know here's here's this dlc we apologize it's crap oh you like hollywood hulk hogan oh this is crap so they basically just took like the entire like 23 minute segment and just roasted the game which i was like that's fair um and 
and they went into the creation suite and they made a character that looked like a mix between Deadpool, Ronald McDonald, and uh, <laughs> oh gosh, what was the other one? Deadpool. Well, what? Gritty. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. The uh, Flyers mascot. Yes, they they made a mix. He looked like a mix between Freddy Krueger, like Ronald McDonald. Uh, Deadpool and um, Santa Claus. It was re- mm. it was really cringy. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just I guess I didn't really give you this explanation beforehand. Um, but basically, like what they what they do for it is um, they uh, it's it's Monster Factory. It's a series by uh, Griffin and Justin McElroy. From mm-hmm. they are they both used to work for Polygon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now they're actually posting those on like their own private YouTube channel called the McElroy family. Um, they do a podcast called my brother, my brother and me, but they go into a bunch of different video games and, uh, they make just the craziest characters that they can, yeah. um, in, in those creation using those creation tools. So, um, uh, I figured you'd like it since it was WWE. Um, Ugh. yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually, um, I actually had watched a video like uh, two days ago and uh, apparently they are canceling the game this year, apparently oh. because of like everything, everything was bad. Um, so, which I'm like, I'm like, I don't know about you, but I am 150% okay with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, that's fine. Crazy. Yeah. I was like, that's fine. <laughs> All right. So what about your rec? Okay. So last week, I was told to check out the show, or well, a couple weeks, a few, like a month ago at this point. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds relative. Um, I was told to check out the show on my block. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I watched the first two episodes, um, and I liked it a lot. It's a, it's a really likable cast, the, the four kids that are kind of like, um, mm-hmm. it's interesting because I wasn't really sure, like I had heard about the show before. Um, and I knew that like the, I knew the setting of it is like, it takes place in like a rough neighborhood. Um, and it's just, it's a coming of age story about these kids, um, like going into high school and everything. It was really, it was interesting to watch it because, um, I teach in an area that's probably has similar demographics, I'll say. Um, but like looking at the sets and the neighborhoods and everything, I'm like, it's such an idyllic neighborhood. Like it looks like it looks so much nicer than you, than it's like, cause it's, cause it's TV. Yeah. Cause it's (laughs) I get it. It's uh, yeah. 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 It's that, it's that, uh, I want to say Hollywood magic, but that's not, I guess it's. Cause why would, why would Hollywood film, film in the ghetto unless they're trying to remake the wire? Well, yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, so anyway, uh, so um yeah but it was it's a really good show the, the kids are really really likable and, and it's it's a fun time you know it's just kind of um there's a lot of um really interesting dynamics presented in the very first episode you know, there's a very hard situation for caesar he's like his older brother is a like a gang leader and he's getting like initiated into the gang and it's just like all this all this crazy stuff like and all the kids are um like four, 13, yeah. 14, yeah. they're about to yeah. enter their freshman year, so they're all... Well, granted, the, one of the actors looks like he's like 21 or something. Sure. Caesar looks yeah. like he's, he's like he looks 26. Like he's, yeah, he looks like he's like maybe a couple years younger than me. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Um, if I have any complaints about the show, I don't want to watch Teenagers Kiss. Like, that's just not my thing. <laughs> I'm fine with that. But also, that's like a million teenage shows right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, the thing that made me fall in love with the show, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's a lot of likable things. The thing that made me fall in love was the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack just gets better and better, and it's exactly my type of vibe. The gotcha. show opens with, I want to make sure I'm thinking of this right. It op- The trailer for the show, didn't you watch the trailer like I told you to? The trailer for the show was Changes by Dej Loaf. This mm. is really... This oh, is, you've told me about it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. It plays. It had, changes actually takes place as a significant song within the story hmm. relating to a PTSD moment for actually one of the characters. Um, True. And, you know, it gets pretty heavy. Um, Finish Line by Day Jack uh, opens the, the, so that song when they're at the party, mm-hmm. that one, I was like, what is this? Like, it was funky, it was groovy, it was the exact kind of song I'd hear at like a party that's bumping. And then the song that ends, which I, if I'm remembering, I think it was Sorrows by Blessed at the end when Caesar's like dropping away and the kids are looking um, at like him. The soundtrack just fully grabbed me. And then it was the characters and the amazing story and the funny and the relatability and the Jamal, um, because I am a nerdy black individual. Characters like Fillmore, sure. like Jamal, I mean, Fillmore from Fillmore or like Jamal or Virgil, um, Virgil Hawkins from Static Shock or Troy Barnes of Community. Black nerdy characters are my jam. Yeah. So I was in. I was I was fully, fully in when I watched the show. It's it's a great cast. I was mostly joking with it. I I know it's like a teenage drama, so like you're gonna have romantic things happening. Yeah. Yeah. Just a joke. I just feel awkward anytime I see it, you know. But yeah, it's fine. You're a teacher, man. It's weird. Yeah. Kids are weird, bro. But they they but uh kids they have hormones and stuff. What's your what's your rec for me, sir? Oh yeah. Um I want you to watch the first two full episodes of Gravity Falls. Done. Yeah. Because I I would be very happy with that. Because I think I did watch the first episode, but I don't remember. Okay. And Kristen Shaw is one of my favorite (laughs) favorite actresses and personalities. She's so funny. She's great in the show. Her stand-up's great, her voice is amazing. I love her in last one. I will. I will literally watch anything. I will give anything a try that she's in. I'll probably watch it with you, to be honest. It's yeah, so good. Don't you have it on DVD? Yeah, I have it. It's right over there. Well, Peter Patter, let's get at it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um. Well, now that we're finished with the Rotten Rex and everybody knows what they need to watch next week, just want to give a couple of plugs. Our show is wonderfully, patiently, graciously, um, and fantastically edited by the wonderful Bethy G who has been graciously been falling asleep while watching this Zoom call. <laughs> and um, she gave us a really nice peace sign. Yeah, really. She gave us a really nice peace yes, sign without, without the pointer finger. Um, <laughs> um, but no, she edits the podcast and she's amazing and wonderful and uh, provides an additional perspective so that uh, we don't sound stupid or get canceled. Yeah. Um, Which we probably still do sound stupid. Mm-hmm. I'll stop it. Well, that's part true. Uh, we have an awesome theme song that is by... Oh, yeah, that's by my band. Um, we are called Space Between. Um, you can check us out on Instagram, Spotify, and Facebook. Um, on Instagram, we are space underscore between underscore HBG. Um, and, uh, you know, if you search Space Between on Spotify or Facebook, you'll find us there, too. Speaking of the Instagrams, 
Um, we have an Instagram. We make videos and silly, goofy videos sometimes. So uh, you can follow us at Team Trashcast. We also have a TikTok. We put some videos up on there as well. Um, on the Instagram, you can send us a DM to tell us um, that you love the show. Um, that's all I want to hear is that you love the show. Yeah. That's it. That's the only feedback yeah. I want. But uh, um, don't 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 message us with anything else. We don't want to hear it. Actually, you know what you could tell us? You could tell us you could tell us an awesome story about your mom. We'd love to hear. Yeah, we great. could definitely feature some of the DMs. If you have something really cool that you love yeah, about your mom that she did, send it to us at Team Trashcast on Instagram. Um, we're making videos there. We once this quarantine is over, we are so ready oh. to just <laughs> we're gonna go so hard. <laughs> we're gonna go so hard, you guys. Um, landfill, like we have all been talking about it we are so ready for once this quarantine is over in a reasonable amount to just make more videos um videos that are going to cross promote the show but also just fun and we're not this isn't high quality content oh yeah but to be honest guys we have so much fun just doing these silly little videos for you guys um and it's a lot of fun uh to make so we do have a few uh coming out oh actually no no as recording this we have some that are coming out right now yeah. but when we actually uh put this out um, there's actually going to be one probably within that week um, that Logan and I are in that features a small cameo from the Untitled Goose game. Uh, oh, that yeah. Be out yes. Parents. Yeah. So, yeah. We were really, we really played it smart. We stockpiled episodes yeah, for this and, and hopefully this only goes to like a, a couple more weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So again, follow us at Team Trashcast. Um, all right. Well, gentlemen, with that being said, Smell, Smell you later. You later. <laughs>